Hello, and welcome to episode six of Rhythm and Wit, the podcast and video series where we discuss and explore the creative and artistic expressions of artists and performers in Oklahoma City and its neighboring cities, also known as the Greater Metro Area. My name is David Steele. I am a bass player, a music producer, a graphic designer, a photographer, and a film hobbyist. My co-host is Nicholas Campbell. Nick is a stand-up comedian, singer, songwriter, guitar player, electrical contractor, a husband, a father, and my best friend for over 20 years. Today's episode is a very special episode as it is our first guest interview. Today's guest is Liz Campbell. Liz is a creativity influencer, an artist, an event planner, a mommy and wifey, and a community leader. She is also the creator of Thinkable in Life, a community art project where art is for everyone. We talked to Liz today about why she created Thinkable in Life. We talk about sensory perception when creating art, and we talk about expressing yourself through your appearance. We also discuss why community is so important, as well as some of the challenges we face as creators in today's digital world. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast feeds. To keep up with new episodes that drop every Friday, we hope you enjoy today's episode as we greatly appreciate your time and attention. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Wit. My name is David Steele and with me is... I'm Nick Campbell. Today is a special episode of the podcast because today we have our first guest. Welcome, Liz Campbell! My wife. That's this. Welcome to me! (laughs) Liz, you are... What would you... I'm a creativity influencer. Right. I'm trying to pinpoint the exact... Or not exact, but... what would you say if somebody asked what you did as a creative artist? One word that came up was artisan, like someone who creates crafts. That's, but it could be more of like a boot maker too. <laughs> yeah, when when I think of artisan, a little bit, yeah, it's I a little think bit more different. of someone who has developed a specific interest and has like a niche. And yeah, you don't and stick to one. I I do not stick mm-hmm. to anything i i do something different every single day i think if i had to label myself creativity influencer would be my label i like to make things and i like to inspire other people to explore their own creativity and make their own things perfect Mm, nice um, yeah, that's, a good right. that's what I do. And I you... thought it was just a bunch of stuff in our house, but it has a purpose. It is a lot of stuff. There's <laughs> oh, a lot there's of stuff. There's a reason for this? There's no, so much no. stuff. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's awesome. I own awesome. everything. Great. Um, you, you are a creator of Thinkable in Life, 
a community art project. Art is for everyone. Um, what can you tell us more about Thinkable in Life? Uh, what inspired you to create, to start this organization or community um, account? <laughs> yeah, so Thinkable in Life started as an idea to create an art club for grown-ups. The thought process came along with, well, when you were 12 and 13 and you were at summer camp, what kind of activities did you enjoy doing? You got to sit with your friends and make bracelets or paint pictures or do these activities. And you were able to do all of those things because you went to a place that had the supplies. I don't know if your parents were like my parents, but they were like, oh, we only buy things sometimes, which is why I buy all of the things all of the time now. And so the idea was to give people a place to come play, essentially, like we did when we were younger. You can meet completely new friends. It's a community event. so. Just like when you go to summer camp, you don't know anyone when you first get there, but you know everyone by the end. And so the thought was, I really enjoyed that when I was younger, and I would benefit from that still as an adult, and it didn't exist in a way that was functional for me to get to, so mm -hmm. I made it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's something we talk about a lot. I think that in the city, you know, there's a lot of opportunity, but there's not enough. And sometimes you have to create what you want to see if it doesn't exist. Yeah, so. I, I find creativity to be so incredibly foundational to living because creativity isn't just making art. It's also solving problems. Mm -hmm. It's also raising kids and it's cleaning your house in a way that makes it better for you. And creativity is as simple as matching your outfit the way that you want to do that and how you present yourself in the world and i think that having a place to play freely kind of frees up the space for yeah, other things kind of, and it cultivates your creativity in a way that yeah. even if you go and just you know play around i mean some people might think it's childish to i mean it is childish because what we did as children but not in that yeah. way i don't i think of childish things well there's we, nothing wrong with being childish. yeah we mm -hmm. we strive to to for the that childhood so many things in our childhood you know still drive us for weird sometimes stupid reasons like i'll still go see every ninja turtle movie that comes out because yeah. i'm obsessed with it but i think it's something from childhood that we look for as adults to kind of get that youth back in a way so I think that's something well, that I when kinda... you're a kid, you like things without other people's right. judgment mm -hmm. influencing what you like. You like it because it brings you joy. Mm -hmm. And I still like all of those things. Yeah. Some of the things I like in a slightly more mature version and some of the things I don't. I mean, I watch anime and I have stuffed animals and I have a Hello Kitty apron yeah. because why not? Yeah. You know? and. All of that stuff brought me joy as a kid, and then in my teens, it was embarrassing to like mm -hmm. that stuff, and then now in my 30s, that... I'm like, uh, f it, I like that stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's something, yeah, I've definitely come to, to, uh, in myself, like, see as, like, oh, there's, you shouldn't be ashamed of these things that, like, Are you, you hurting know, anyone because I you like the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I mean, it's, like, something that I would be, and I think that it's, you know, something that I had to deal with as growing up that sometimes I would be, you would be made fun of for liking oh, something. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yet, in those kind of things, you know, 
stick with you strongly and it's hard to come over overcome that i think for it a is, lot of people it is very difficult especially if you have parents that tell mm, you to grow up right and they eventually tell you oh you don't like those things anymore because you're you have to grow up and pass those stages but it happens when you hit middle school mm -hmm. and we're yeah, seeing it with sense. with our middle kid right now because she just started middle school when you hit middle school the girls get a little meaner mm -hmm. and the social structures get a little bit more segmented that's when clicks really start yeah. happening is in middle school and that's when you start to either get embarrassed by the things that you like so that you can fit in with this group or you just be the nerd. Yeah, yeah. and then you put your head down and try not to get noticed. Yeah. So you just <laughs> like stuff privately and then you're completely antisocial at school. Right. And so that's that's kind of what I'm trying to get mm -hmm. people to Trying realize to... is that just because you stopped liking it because you were embarrassed of yeah. it doesn't mean you still need to be embarrassed of mm -hmm. those things. Yeah, I think that's really good. I never knew that about the art club for adults. I mean, it makes sense. I think that's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, just because I've known you doing this stuff for a while, so I just, yeah. you know, I think it's great, but I never looked at it like in that light in particular. How long have you been doing it? How long has it been? Yeah. When I started you... in November of last year. With Thinkable in Life. Well, With yeah. Thinkable in mm -hmm. Life. Was yeah. that at... That was at the Hangout. The Hangout? Yeah. But, oh, right. uh, but before then, did you do... You didn't do events, though. Before I did Thinkable in Life, I did Bitsy Blue Designs. Mm -hmm. And I made the art that I sold. And did those types of things. And made connections that way. And then COVID, of course, <laughs> hit. And all of my Comic-Cons were canceled. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that I really don't enjoy being a, a mass maker right. to make the same whale 4,000 times it's not kind of, fun mm -hmm. for me that's kind of going back to that artesian thing right yeah. like I mean that's what those people that do that yeah they and make some people love it and that's yeah. great for them but yeah so. I can't <laughs> I can't do the same thing so I, I definitely can't. remember when you get yeah. stressed out about having to make inventory every I, time for the it's shows it's really hard to make myself mm -hmm. sit down and make something that's yeah. repetitive right. because I have every flavor of ADHD mm -hmm. on the, and I can't, I can, but it's boring. But yeah, it's not, <laughs> it doesn't really fit with your natural yeah. way. Um, I think, but a lot of people do get a lot, and I think it's a very, can be meditative for a lot of people for to do that. I know my mom, for one, yeah. she's always, since I've known, you know, since I've been alive, she's sat and did all kinds of needlework and yeah. all that stuff. Some and just people uh, you know, have that I think kind it's very attention. yeah, right. But for ADHD, yeah, absolutely, no. it's very different for. Yeah, I can't. I cannot finish but. a project that takes more than an hour mm -hmm. without literally fighting myself mm -hmm. to finish it. And so I just, I don't. I've realized over the years that I don't have to. Right. Yeah. And good. I don't have to finish everything that I start mm -hmm. because even if I start something and I really enjoy the 45 minutes that I spent on it, then I can tell myself that I'm done even if the final right. product isn't finished because it was only for me in yeah. the first place. Mm -hmm. I got my joy out of it. I don't need to see it done. It's done in my brain. Yeah. Doing yeah. art for art's sake. Yeah, yeah, I do art to play and to <clears throat> express creativity and to kind of 
it's a feeling for me. Mm -hmm. The way I feel the paintbrush go on the paper and the textures and and I'm, I'm very sensory in that touch kind of way when it comes to art. Like paint feels different than it does to watercolor versus oil pastels because they drag across the paper mm -hmm. differently. And I like to change that kind of stuff. The sounds are different, the colors are different, the way they bleed together is different, and that's why I use a different art medium every time I make something. You can, you're, it sounds to me like you're trying to explore um, the way different mediums feel yeah. in a big way. I never really looked at it like that. It's very interesting. I definitely feel when I play music, I mean, that's... I look at music like all music is a feeling. It's literally vibrations. Yeah. <laughs> it vibrates and you feel those vibrations. And so uh, I definitely feel that's how I navigate music when I play is always through a feeling of just, you know, following it and seeing where it takes you. But it's, yeah, I never thought about it so much as how painting feels or versus drawing how that feels i don't know it's something i'll definitely think more about yeah i i am very sensory focused and when i'm mm -hmm. in a hyper fixation state and i'm actually like focused solely on what i'm doing then my senses are all in tune in tuned mm -hmm. and paying attention so it's my feeling and my hearing and my smelling and then my sight and right. then my imagination so a hyper fixation that's why when i'm hyperfixated I don't notice what's going on around me because when I am not in a hyperfocused state everything around me like this buzzing that's happening back here it's very faint but I hear it you know like it's you don't have to turn I, I'm just saying like I just hear that stuff all of the time so I'm constantly taking in all of the other sensory that's until a, I can f fixate I think yeah it's that's great to hear. Sorry. That did, oh, yeah. no. It's quiet <laughs> well, now. It, it threw me off. I, <laughs> I mean, didn't even realize it was I didn't either. And then it's, it's like, well, it's them. probably ruining my sound, so thank you. Because <laughs> it wasn't serving a purpose. I just wanted yeah. to turn on the light. Can you come over and just check? <laughs> yeah, just hear all of sound. the... I, think that's, that's, that. I can do that. That's something I, I need, you know. I think, and I, I, I kind of pride myself. Not pride, but like, I think that my ears are pretty good. I mean, I like to think with music and when I do producing and stuff like that, it's like I, I pay attention closely to sounds. I think that's my one of my strongest senses. Have you ever, um, I, you may have heard of this, but I wanted to ask you, have you ever heard of synesthesia? Like mm -hmm, being able to is that see something, colors and Is sounds. that something you experience or is that? Have you thought about that at all? I uh, watched someone on Instagram and they were doing mm -hmm. synesthesia. Explaining what, it work. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I they think were it's, making it's, art from sound yeah. or whatever, which it's very interesting. I think it's a rare thing. I don't know that any, I don't know that I've never met anybody that's well, had it. But. Do you. S so I see colors that mm -hmm. don't exist in just like the world. So if I'm sitting and I'm not really focusing, then there's like I can see colors across the spectrum if I'm not like honed in on something so everything kind of is rainbow tinted in like my whole life mm -hmm. and so I mean maybe that's something but it's just yeah. my brain playing pretend in particular mm -hmm. and noticing the way the light flows and then the mm -hmm. particles in the air because it's always paying attention to things mm -hmm. yeah and so kind of... I I don't know that that would be considered <laughs> yeah that's that, an interesting topic yeah 
because I just like to, uh, I, I'm interested in asking people about that because some people probably haven't and have no idea what it even because is. Because it's natural for them. Yeah. It's yeah. just you, your experience of the world. Yeah. And Nick, I don't know, do you, have you, do you know what this is at all? Synesthesia? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's kind of a phenomenon. The way I understand it is, um, it's kind of like where your brain is like two senses are crossed where it's like if you i mean it could be any of the five so you senses. can see sound i mean but it's it and the way i've kind of looked into it more and kind of the way i understand it is like you could you know hear when you hear the note like a or something it it like it makes you like maybe you see blue or or you feel like that you know like those two across like the sound and the visual field is like right purple haze yeah i don't know yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> so, and yeah. but people that have it apparently can like are very extraordinary and creating and like because it's like you can tap into two things especially with like memorization or like learning things they can learn things way faster just depending on i don't know but it's it's fascinating but it's just something that i think our brains sometimes our people's brains cross over for whatever do we, do you have like a real life example of uh like I mean, not in particular. No, yeah. I don't know of any. I mean, sure there are, but I don't know. Something to think about. It's all relative anyway. I mean, because, really I mean, mean. <laughs> certain sounds create, like, physical yeah. emotions in your body. Mm -hmm. and then... I think what you were saying, it's like, you, ha you. I think something of your senses is maybe a little bit different than most people. Maybe um, not exactly what, what that, is, that is, but... but yeah. Cause I I agree. I think that I definitely have feelings. Well, like like in particular with music, I think I hear a song that I've never heard before, and I'm just drawn to it. And I'm like, oh my god, what is that? Like, and because a lot of times I just have music on in the background, and often I like to just play the Discover Weekly pot uh, a playlist that mm -hmm. Spotify kicks you every Monday. It's yeah. like, on Monday morning, new playlist, <laughs> all new stuff, you know? It's like, let me see, and I go through that, and I pick out the ones that, like, just hit on whatever yeah. level. I don't know. That's very interesting. I. But it's something that hits me, and, like, I, I can't explain it, really. It's just yeah. my, my taste, but it's, I think that we all have that, and whatever yeah. we're drawn to, but with music in particular, it's something that's magical to me that I can't explain. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of dings the bell when you hear it. Like, yeah. Or that feeling of like... But it's a specific ripples. feeling. I don't get it with anything else. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean, same way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you definitely seem like it's more visual, like more like because you love bright colors, you love you know... Only you know. a little. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question too about that actually because in last summer, right, it was a, over a year ago, you chopped your hair off. I did. You in uh, June of last year, started I started dying it, never to it. be the same color again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it has so. it has never been the same color twice. <laughs> so what what inspired that decision? Why why make that drastic change in your life? I've always wanted to, and I wasn't afraid to anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just made that realization. What made you afraid before? People. The judgment of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, people. The thing is, is I was afraid that people would look at me mm -hmm. and not like what they saw. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that I don't care if they <laughs> like what they see or not. I have to like it. Right. This, this is literally the way I have always wanted to look. I always thought girls with short, crazy hair were the coolest mm -hmm. girls on the planet. And, you know, I 
like the aesthetic of tattoos. Mostly wish I hadn't gotten any at this stage mm. in my life, but I was 19 at the time. It's been a few years. <clears throat> <laughs> now you're only 23. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm 23. <laughs> Plus a few years. 12, maybe. She's That's young, okay. but we make it work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> Honestly, when I look in the mirror, I see all of the women that I thought looked cool when I was 15, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. But back then, especially when I was 15, 16, I had waist-length hair. I never cut it. My clothes, I wore mostly my brother's hand-me-downs, or I was yeah. in, like, a small kind emo a phase. tomboyish. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was very... I'm still pretty tomboyish when it... Mm -hmm. Like, I have two styles. Uh... <laughs> Tomboy and this. It's pretty much. <laughs> Glamour. Fabulous. Glamour. Glamour. Yeah. yeah. Fancy and uh, tomboy. That's it. There's... You look like you'd be sassy. I feel like you'd be. I'm not sassy. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm pretty soft. <laughs> you can't even speak harsh to me or I'll cry. So, <laughs> I have the word uh, dangerous tattoo right <laughs> This is scare people off. <laughs> I'm so dangerous. I am, they... I am docile. It should say domesticated. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very... Yeah, it's um, interesting you said that about tattoos. I don't know. I mean, I... Um, I don't have any tattoos. You don't have any tattoos. Mm -hmm. I don't no, know that... Not that I have anything against it. I think it's great. It's a, you know, it's a way that you express yourself through your body, which is a similar way of, you know, changing the way you dress to, to be, you know, you can't change your true. These. Yeah. That's the thing. It's very permanent. <laughs> but it's still an expression permanent. of self. Yeah, yeah. But I. Which is interesting. They had to me. no meaning beyond i thought they were they're cool. cool i mean at, at least the they're time. not like anything yeah, they're, they're still in real, <laughs> they're in really great cool shape art. they still look good yeah. you know they i didn't get any i knew a friend who went and got an iris tattooed and then they made it look like a vagina essentially it was oh, like no. just, and that's yeah. just permanent on her mm -hmm. body forever oh my god yeah Oof. It yeah, had a clitoris it's... and everything. <laughs> Just in case you figure out where it was. Yeah. That's what that it was. Yeah. It, and she didn't know, you know, she didn't think about it. She until was just, it was too late. Yeah, until it was on there forever. Yeah. They didn't say anything. She she go back. What's she going to do? I don't know. Did you they draw can... this? Like... Yeah, did you purpose? You know was they this did. They, that, I'm not going to, what tattoo parlor it was, but for a long time they were known for hiding mm. things in people's tattoos. That's so it was in, intentional. Like a where's Waldo. Yeah, but it was like dicks and vaginas. Oh, well then not like where's Waldo at all. <laughs> 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 yeah. Gross. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sidebar. I, I was going to do, I mean, I would have gotten a tattoo. There was like a time whenever I was, I don't know if you remember, but I tried to go to Texas with $50 thinking I was going to get yeah, a tattoo. Yeah, it's like we couldn't get them. Get them. Yeah. yeah. So this yeah, was back before it was back here, in. but I had like a whole, I had my Weezer. I was, I was going to get Weezer, the W mm -hmm. on my arm with a microphone underneath. And then I went down there. I didn't have enough money, and I came back. And then uh, I was like, "Well, I'll get it someday." And then Weezer came out with a, that. Bad what's album. the one after Al <laughs> Maladroid? Was it the Pink album? Oh, Either no. way, I hated Weezer after that, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so." Thank one, God. Yeah, yeah. I think I. But that. I always thought about like something music related. Was like for me, anyways. It's like you can't, you know really regret that or i don't think i'll ever you know certain things that are very meaning meaningful like that it's like you know i think that they're pretty safe that you're gonna be yeah at least like not them regret them yeah. you know 
like you really said, I, don't know, I was pretty averse after. I was like, man, that was real close. Well, that one. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like yeah. music, not uh, anything music related, but like uh, I'm like thinking, your bass like, guitar. Yeah, something, something yeah, yeah. with like that represents music more so. Yeah. Not a not a no, specific no, no, no. entity. Not like a band or anything, but I don't know. No, that's not a. I don't think. That, I'm not trying to advertise for you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's kind of messed up. I think when you go that far. I don't know. People get. I mean, if you love something and it really, really does, I mean, I shouldn't say that, I I guess. That's not really good. It's just not for you. But I think with certain, that's the way to look at it. But I mean, some, some stuff, it's like, if you get like, if you just love video games and you love Super Mario and you get a Super, you know, that's something that you love since you were a baby. You know, it's like, that makes sense. That's actually what I would That's something you touch, that touches you and and defines, you just define yourself through that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, define myself yeah. through daggers or candlesticks or uh, treasure chests full of boobies because that's what it looks like. <laughs> um, and an anchor? No. Yeah. Baby, oh, and these monsters. You're my anchor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, we gave that one meaning. Um, <laughs> so, I guess I have a one question of staying on the topic of, like, I guess appearance and ex- self expression through appearance. What would you say to someone that was struggling to do what you did and like, you know, step over that barrier of shame and and be Uh, who they are? I think the best advice I can give anyone anytime if they're trying to improve something or change something about themselves is to be nice to you. Because you are the person you hear the mm-hmm. most often and if you look in the mirror and you go ew that and ew that and ew that then that's the only thing you're gonna think because that's what you are telling yourself and if i look in the mirror and i go oh that color of pink is really pretty that it wasn't even a comment on myself it was a mm-hmm. comment on the color that i'm wearing and mm-hmm. it's still nicer than looking in the mirror and saying oh there's that thing and i don't really like it and that kind of stuff. And also, if you go into a situation and you're worried about what everybody else is thinking, then you speak nice to yourself and you say, I can't control what they're thinking. When I look in the mirror, I like what I see. I like myself. Mm -hmm. I like how kind I am. I like how this I am. And not everything is appearance. Mm -hmm. And if you start with the small things and you tell yourself things that you like about you as you progress, eventually you'll like more of you because you'll be looking for the good instead of the bad. And if you grew up around people who were incredibly judgmental or very harsh on you for your appearance, as a lot of not really my mom, but a lot of moms are mm-hmm. to daughters. And I've a lot of that was very traumatic for girls. So they would look in the mirror and go, ooh, there's this thing or this thing, or even little girls who watch their moms do that in the mm-hmm. mirrors. They mm-hmm. learn from mm-hmm. that yeah. stuff too, you know? And even now my mom will look in the mirror and just like make faces at herself and just tell herself that she's not attractive. And I grew up watching that. And so I grew up telling myself that I was also unattractive. And I have never once been unattractive because I have never been a mean person. And I think that's, that's the unattractive way. That's the only thing that's unattractive is people who are mean. Mm-hmm. And if you're not mean, then you're beautiful, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you treat yourself like a canvas. I do. You know? Makeup is art. Mm-hmm. It's painting. It's fun. It's If I don't like it, I just whoosh and start <laughs> over. 
Yeah. You know, and people ask me all the time about my hair because I do it myself. Like, cut it, I bleach it, I color it. They're like, what if you mess up? What if I mess mm -hmm. up? I get to see what I look like with a buzz cut. Yeah. And then it grows. It's just hair. And so I'm... It's important to remember that you can redo stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nothing is permanent. Nothing is I mean, permanent. You very, know that? Well, even your tattoos, I mean, yeah. like... Yeah. You, you know... I, there are ways to get, you know, well, it's I could like, cover them up. That, you don't have to. That's like them. the only yeah. near, yeah, you could literally just put on a shirt. I could, yeah. Or, or I could cover even put makeup on. Else. Yeah. yeah. If I, there are ways. If to I get really wanted there. to change the appearance of myself in yeah. that moment, there are always ways to do mm -hmm. that. And so but, there's nothing that's, that's in, yeah. that's completely permanent. I could get it laser removed if mm -hmm. I ever wanted That's what I was kind of alluding to. The technology is so good. Not very. Like I have, I've heard, it's way, way more painful getting them removed than they ever are going on. <laughs> I, I think. So I it's think not it's very even viable. Yeah. For much more painful now. It looks pretty. I don't know. Easy. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? It's changed. I'm never maybe gonna it's... do it. Well, I, I, I dig them. My yeah. Tattoos, so, so yeah, I don't want you to. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Could you not? No. Okay. I'm not That's going good. to. Like, no, it's too much work. I don't have the money. First off, but then. Yeah. <laughs> thing too. Might be maybe a move. Yeah, but other than that. Yeah, I mean, almost anything is not permanent. Um, you know that Tom Hanks uh, meme where he says, if I could go back and talk to myself as a kid, I would remind myself that this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. uh, good things pass, bad things mm -hmm. pass, um, youth passes, old age passes. Every Everything we're in right now is only temporary. And I like to remember that as well because it's a lot easier to be nice to myself when I'm like, this is this is only for now. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to be forever. This is just today. Yeah, this is just yeah. today. This is just this hour or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a good way to look at the world. I've been definitely trying to, or learning to let things go in that way and like. Well, you can't every, control everything. Yeah, and every even even emotions and thoughts that come up. It's like you don't need to hold on to them. You just notice them, say thank you. Take the lesson and move on. No, thank you. If it's something that's hurting you, yeah. obviously. So, um, but it's a struggle regardless. So. It gets easier the more you practice yeah, it, just like any other muscle. Get, I think that's what I hear a lot of. And I think a lot of us, right, we're all in our 30s. Like, when you get in your 30s, you start to like just accept things a lot easier i think or it gets easier to accept the way you are the way that everything else yeah. is well, it's because you realize it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> well, you don't have a choice but i think it's it's <laughs> always there's a, there's a little bit of that yeah. going on it's yeah. like oh, i better accept this or i'm going to be living in turmoil for a while but i yeah. i think that the, i think and obviously we only know up to our age but i think as you get older thing i think it all just gets easier from you know a lot of things get easier I think you just realize that more and more of it is out of your control. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when you're younger, you think that you'll be able to control so much more than you actually can. Because I can't control other people's perception of me. Mm -hmm. If they want to look at the things that I'm doing, the way I am in the world, the way I'm raising my kids, and think their own thoughts, I can't control that. The only thing I can control is if I feel like mm -hmm. I'm doing my best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if they're judging you, that's really commentary on them. Right. I can't, you yeah, know? I can't control what's going on in their brain or their own feelings or their own prejudice or experiences. I can't mm -hmm. change that. I can live my life to the best of my ability and know that I'm doing my best. And so I don't even have to think about their opinion because it doesn't affect me. It can't because I still have my own perceptions. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's the only ones that matter to you. I mean, to it's each, the only each thing I can control is our experience. Yeah. yeah. So you have to try to make it ex- as good as you can for yourself. Like you were saying, don't you know be nice to yourself. Yeah. Not don't worry if somebody else thinks anything about you because if your you're, opinion is if not you're your thinking business. if you're thinking that negative thought it's only in your head anyway yeah. you're only hurting well, that's, you. <laughs> that's one of the you're things that inspired me about i mean well you've told me it, i'm really hard on myself you know mm-hmm. like if i mess up or something goes wrong and then i kind of like wear it for a little while but it's that forgiveness and being kind of accepting accepting yourself that liz tells me every time you know and i've gotten better at it just by her kind of pep talking but yeah you've learned from watching her i think that a lot of stuff i mean what i'm learning recently and one of the reasons why i'm even doing you know this show is because a lot of i'm trying to show people you have to show people like you learn from watching her other people that are watching this will hopefully learn something from the same lessons you take away you know it's like we all have these lessons to teach each other if we just pay attention and like um, you know, communicate and and I think just don't let go of fear and, and all this stuff is is hard. But if you can see other people do it, then it gets easier for you. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's see. Um. I wanted to go back to uh, your mission with Thinkable in Life and it's spreading art. And what was it again? Uh, community art project. Art is for everyone. Why is it important that you spread this message? There's a lot of research on creativity and uh, self-wellness. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of books about how creativity can improve your mental state. Mm-hmm. And it can improve you through happiness and joy, but it can also improve through focus and intention. And the biggest lesson that I learned through art is that a failure isn't a failure because I still learned something. I still got an Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. And that lesson carries through to every part of my life. So if this art piece didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted it to, that's okay because I still got to feel the art. Mm -hmm. I still got to practice the art. I still got my emotions while I was making the art and I still challenged my brain (laughs) to create this thing that it wouldn't have created if I hadn't Mm -hmm. sat down to do it. And also I have ADHD, right? Mm -hmm. We've talked about this. It's a real (laughs) thing. It's fun. And if I want to focus on something that may not necessarily be the most exciting thing for me, like work or phone calls, I hate mm-hmm. phone calls. They're like dishes or <laughs> They're laundry. Distracting. <laughs> well, I don't know. that kind of Chores. like if I'm sitting in a spot, or even when I was in college and in high school and stuff, if there was a lecture going on and I needed to have attention, then I would doodle. Mm, I would have to have, yeah, because Mm -hmm. it's, it's a a feeling Mm -hmm. while I'm also listening. And so it also helps your attention and this from scattering. It does. And coloring is therapeutic. People who have anxiety can find like, just a short breather by putting their intention on mm. something that is easy and colorful and almost thoughtless mm-hmm. because at my art events I have the coloring sheets mm-hmm. and so there's pre-drawn lines and the only thing you're doing is coloring them in 
-hmm. And then you're just choosing the colors, which some people get really anxious <laughs> about that. Really? They do. People That's get really anxious about that. And they get really upset if they draw outside the lines. Yeah. And I'm over here just like, <laughs> okay, we'll just color that one in. And if you don't like it, here's some more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I make as that, many as you I want. I think that those people, I mean, that's interesting that, that I like that because I liked, I'd known this. I've been to one of your events and you, I've seen the things that you put together for them. I think that's really good for anyone that to come up and just do something creative because everyone can do it. Even the colors that you choose, that's your choice. You're using your emotions and logic or whatever it is to make a choice. And you're expressing like, I like this color over this color. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a, a, a form of self-expression, but I think that some people have anxiety about expressing themselves in any way and so those are the people that need to come they do want this to stuff more express themselves correctly Perfectly. yeah they want to be correct they want to follow the rules mm. you know and i'm a blue horse person so i don't i don't know it was in a book they were, they were talking about how in in elementary school at some point your teacher starts to tell you that horses aren't blue mm -hmm. yeah, and so they expect you to make yeah. a horse a horse color they mm -hmm. expect you to live in reality right. and that transition happens around second and third grade so you get to be creative and fun and you get to just color outside the lines and be wild and then when you hit this grade you have to do it how it exists in reality mm -hmm. and i have I've always been a blue horse person. I've never wanted to color something exactly the way it was supposed mm -hmm. to in the real world. And that's because, like we were talking earlier about seeing colors, I just see the world differently. Yeah, you I look see. for different colors, yeah. I see different things, and then, you know, the world has like a, like a kind of colorful haze to me. And so I represent that in the art that mm -hmm. I make and the color choices. But you'll find some people that they have to do it exactly the way you would find it in the real yeah. world. And that's, and you know, and I think that that is something to say that says something about that person. I mean, maybe they're they're very, like, they like to be very logical and mm -hmm. just their life, you know, and that's okay. There's, there's nothing wrong right. with that. There's nothing wrong with being based in reality, mm -hmm. so long as you're not beating yourself right. up yeah. if it's not exactly it's, right. right. Some yeah. people draw photorealistic drawings. And I, think, I, can't. And I think the, 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 the drive <laughs> to get to that point has to be that of, I mean, if you're drawing that, photo it's like you have to be obsessed with i mean to be obsessed with every <laughs> like single every detail, tiny detail which i i can see in can in with music i mean when i'm producing music it's like i spend hours and hours working on a three minute song you yeah. know it's like i mean just just tens right. of hours even on some you know in the earlier stuff i'm getting quicker i don't take as long anymore but I mean, I still will if I if I if can. You're into it. <laughs> so I love it too. I love digging in and 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 honing in on these little tiny details. I love detail in general. I think that's one of my things. I love like any texture of any kind, really. But like especially very detailed texture, I'm just like drawn to. And I think that it goes into a lot more than just the actual texture of. That's just kind of representation. But I love details and people and i love details and like worlds that's why i love like the like the marvel mcu i'm obsessed with that stuff because there's so many details in these films that span yeah. over you know and it's like no, there's nothing like it in media yeah. and so it's 
and that's the stuff that I get drawn to is like these little tiny things like the the, the coffee cup on Tony Stark's desk or some shit. It's like, <laughs> like nobody even cares. But that's a lot in film too, is like people, somebody thought of that. They put that, you know, yeah. some Easter egg. It's like, oh, this is going to be funny, you know, and maybe not even anybody's, you know, one person might notice it or it's on screen for like two seconds, but somebody put their thought in, into it and put themselves into that product. That's why I love film. It's such a collaborative effort and there's so many minds you know inputting yeah. their creativity on every little detail in the film but um so yeah um because also i guess leading or continuing that a little bit but you wanted to you want to spread to the community for mental health um you know creativity helps with mental health in many many ways like we've talked about but it's the community and and specifically you know our community what it is about the community that you want to include or why is the community i wanted friends yeah <laughs> it's like yeah i guess i wanted to the, make friends and i like, wanted to get out in the world i've been a stay-at-home mom for a decade mm -hmm. a a whole <clears throat> decade and while i have friends i don't have um regular meetings and outings and those yeah. because they have busy lives as well and, mm -hmm. and so i wanted to kind of create a space where i'd make new friends and i have i've made really cool friends mm -hmm. through this and i've got people who really see the dream and and support what i'm doing mm -hmm. and are very encouraging and they love coming out to do art and i I have regulars mm -hmm. like I have people <laughs> and I know their names and I know their kids names and they come out and they do these things and I'll see them because I do events like West Village's fourth Fridays and I did um, Plaza Pride and I just go mm -hmm. I just sit out and color with people mm -hmm. it's so crazy that I just color with people it's so so fun to me yeah but I uh, I just pop up all over the place and then uh, someone will come by and I'll be like hey Liz and I'm like Hey Jason, how are you? Yeah. Haven't seen you in a cool minute, you know, and it's it's fun to exist in the world in a way that I haven't in a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a 14 year old and so that means for about 14 years I've been raising kids more than I've been building a community and a self. Mm -hmm. And so they're older now. It's easier yeah. to get out. And I'll avoid that whole fun emptiness thing <laughs> that we're going to get into yeah. before long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely... I really just... It was a fun way to make friends. That's, yeah, that's a good... Uh... And I've, I've made lots of really good friends. That's definitely something that, I mean, because I agree. I mean, I've been getting out a ton more. Mm -hmm. I think after the pandemic, really, you know, for years, I would just think to myself, you know, when we were stuck at home and stuff like that, it's like, man... I wish I had friends too. It's like I had that thought. And of course I have tons of like yeah. really close friends and we do, you know, I, I was communicating, you know, regularly with people throughout that time. But I think that there's, I think that probably a lot of people feel like that. And I think maybe that's why there's, I feel like it's so easy for me now. It's like everybody wants to be out and into the community yeah. these days. They it's lost it for so long. something mm -hmm. people are looking for and searching yeah. for, mm -hmm. and I am happy to mm -hmm. provide that. And that's, we need people like you, and like, I think lots of our friends, like, that put on the open mics and do all these community things that yeah. we need those leaders to, to, um, to offer that and to, 
share their space or share a space with other people. So I, I, one thought I had was like, art is more fun with other people. I mean, that's oh, sure. my, yeah. that's why I love music and playing. In, I wouldn't play music if I had to play alone. I just, I would just stop because it's no fun for me by myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's bonding. <laughs> it's a communal yeah. creation. And, yeah. and it's, it's like when you were a kid and you played pretend with your friends. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's the same word, but, doing the I mean, same kind of thing. I did play out. pretend a lot by myself, though, as a child. But, like, <laughs> I mean, but I think that there are certain things that I am perfectly fine doing by myself. But music isn't one of them in particular. But art in general is more fun. I think we talk about it all the time, sharing ideas and sharing, you know, you can, even if you're doing the same art, you know, or similar art pieces together, you everyone's can, you can look different. at, like, oh, what are you doing? Hmm, you could get ideas and, but yeah, everybody's going to, uh, do their own thing, but you can also learn from each other, which I think is very important and for community. Um, my last question, what is the biggest challenge we face as creators in the city and a kind of a follow-up, maybe more so for the younger generations, what challenges do they have? It Being creative within the city, what what can we do? What, what have you seen? Well, the challenge that most <clears throat> creators face this day, this day, <laughs> these days, these days, is whether they're trying to use their creativity as a career or mm-hmm. if they're trying to use it as a pastime. Mm-hmm. Because when you try to put money behind your passion, you often lose the passion because mm-hmm. it becomes a career instead of joy. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the world that we live in these days is very social media centered. As an artist or as an event planner, I guess I would be considered an event planner more than an artist these days. As an event planner, I have to be the teacher of the class. I have to be the one who organizes all of this class, but I also have to be my social media marketing. And that's not everyone's forte <laughs> yeah. you're really good at it <laughs> well i've learned by the same yeah, reason you, and you're it's a like, digital marketing we, and you have all that yeah that but i mean set. even that it's like when we were started you know over a decade ago playing music it's like i didn't know anything about marketing it's yeah. like i read books i learned all that shit. Yeah. like it wasn't necessarily through i'm a graphic artist yes but marketing i've never yeah. studied marketing besides on my own time for yeah. my creative endeavors <laughs> which i think that you have to do you know if you're unless you if work you for want someone else, to be I mean, a business yeah. you have to wear every mm-hmm. hat mm-hmm. unless you get until you get big right. enough to hire people to do or, those things or you just have money or you could team up i mean that's the thing right i think that one thing is um i had i was talking to this guy recently but uh, we had a good conversation but uh and he he clued me in on this idea of like you know something that i've done is like you you learn all these like i forced myself to learn how to do everything and then i got good at a lot of that stuff and it's like now i have to do it because i don't trust anyone else (laughs) like and i didn't look for those people and you know instead of looking for those people growing up to fill those roles i just didn't you know it's you know a lot of people probably find themselves in that position because it's hard to find people that are committed to your you know the same vision i think but that is i think a solution As as a creator personally i find 
that stuff, marketing and all, yeah. it's very boring. Right, you just, yeah. It's, it's very and boring. And I do like it. I, I think it's, but I, I'd rather not have to do it. If... Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I like the real. Yeah. Like, it's... I like making reels because I find making those little videos and putting them right and finding the music mm -hmm. and setting the filters. Hi friends, Liz here. I need volunteers. Okay, so this Saturday, from 4 to 8, I'm hosting 23rd Street's Uptown Outside event. Yeah. I find that stuff to be it's very creative, fun. but I find writing the copy mm. for it to be very boring. Yeah. And so I can make the videos all day long, but whatever I gotta put in that text box is... Uh, is yeah, you just gotta find... I, mean, I just honest, use chat just gotta, Yeah, or find somebody... <laughs> yeah. That wants to, that loves writing copy, <laughs> and then, but they hate doing. Do they that exist? People who love writing. I mean, definitely. Copy. I think there's people like because I. Send them my way. I love editing, right? And I tell some people that if you know, I mean, because you're saying about you know, like I'm sure you guys know, and a lot of people that do have to do social media videos, they hate editing because it's a nightmare and it takes forever, and it's hard to get right. But it's like I love it because I love I love the challenge. I love you know like the same way I love producing music it's like I just get in there and just get lost I you know forget about I get into the flow state I mean that's the whole thing with graphic design for me has always been that like yeah. <laughs> that's why I love my job and like so happy that I found what I do because it's just uh, anytime I get to design anything I can just lose hours of my life in a good way you know where you just feel refreshed and and feel very accomplished but yeah same thing with editing so uh, there's definitely people out there that love the stuff that you would think nobody loves yeah, but are <laughs> but they gonna do it for free it. no but if you that's really it i don't make up, money if you guys. find somebody Chat that, that pretty good though yeah, yeah. Chat there, is fine. you know there are re no one's reading it anyway yeah it doesn't yeah. really matter i mean they're gonna watch maybe six seconds of a 15 mm -hmm. second video that's the average watch time on my videos is about six to eight seconds and most of my mm -hmm. videos that I post are between 12 and 15 seconds and that's literally it mm -hmm. and I can't people aren't even invested long enough to watch for 15 <laughs> seconds yeah that's, and it's... so it feels pointless to put four hours right. into something like that and so I've made shortcuts yeah, I take sure. three pictures and I take everything on live photo so they all wiggle and then I pick a cool song Unfortunately, the songs that I like are not the songs that the world likes, and so yeah, I just but... pick from whatever Instagram suggests, yeah. and so I don't even have to think about that. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. that made all of that much easier for me. Plus, I just don't have any hang-ups about it, because I know that it doesn't it matter. It doesn't really, yeah, you don't have to. And it's, you know, I think So it's... long as I'm not rude. And if you find the, the, the routes to that that you do like, like you do, you found some stuff that's not... You know, maybe you don't want to do it too, but it's like you, you do find some joy in doing those, like you're saying. I like those making reels. the videos. Yeah, so it's like, if you then, can, but I think if you can find that, because there's lots of different things you yeah. could do. I mean, you could do YouTube stuff, and like, I think for me, that's like YouTube makes more sense because it's, long it form. is for longer stuff, yeah. and like, but I also like, I like doing that because I'll make a long form thing, and then you could chop it up into little sections if you want to, and it's much easier to break it down for yeah. me and to those because that's something i realized was you know a few years ago about video and social media is like 
Ain't nobody watching more than 30 seconds of this stuff. They it's really like aren't. there's no point in... Unless they're truly invested in yeah, you. Yeah, and some people are. And, and some people are. <laughs> but, I mean, my videos get yeah. watched between 100 and 300 times right now. And mm -hmm. the average watch time mm -hmm. is between 3 and 6 seconds. Yeah. So they're seen, but no one took the time to read the post. No one even yeah. watched the post all the way through. <laughs> And so it's just about showing up. But that's mm -hmm. the biggest challenge if you're wanting to make it a career yeah. is that to be found, everything is, be... is social media. It's not, you can't just sit in your room and paint and people come look for painters. You know, there's not a culture for that mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah, I think it's, and social media makes it hard because everybody has social media and everybody's fighting for attention. And Well, and you're so, not just fighting so the people in your area. Yeah, the whole you're world. You're the whole world. <laughs> The yeah. painting scene used to be whoever lived yeah. in your neighborhood. But that's I think that I think that that's something that I look at the internet these days. And yes, that is true. It's a benefit, though. It's good, but I think that we should start looking at it in the reverse and saying, okay, yes, the internet is at our fingertips, or the whole world is. But like that, that doesn't matter as much as the people that are in this room right now. Like the people that, or the people that how are you you're get with, into you know. Them? But I'm just saying, like, if you're, I'm even. But if you start with that, then okay, who's the next? The people on this block, the people yeah. in the city. That's what my point is. Like the people in the vicinity, I think, are the people we should focus on. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that is has the biggest impact for yourself because I think that if yeah. you try to just shoot for. The, a national stage and whenever you're you know nobody even knows you in your own city i mean you have to kind of but start there right and that's why i think that community is so important to focus on and yeah it's like i don't even worry about the rest of the world it's like i'm trying to reach the people that i i, I mostly know in person hoping yeah. that this reaches so um but yeah i mean that's all we can do and i think that if you focus on that and make that community strong you can have a good life i mean you could that's all you need all you, you need. know a 100 <laughs> you true fans be, that's all you yeah need. exactly you, you don't need to people who are on your team. world famous yeah. for sure i don't i don't i think that would be icky yeah and invasive, personally. <laughs> 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 to Being be world famous, famous. Like oh, you're yeah. like Brad Pitt or something. You can't level. you can't it's even like, go buy coffee without people yeah. taking pictures of you. No, thank you. I I like being Oklahoma City famous. I yeah, go in a lot be... of places and people are like, oh, you're that girl. You're also they very... don't always remember my. Yeah, name. but I'm, it's like, I'm very memorable. Yeah, it's like you stand out at these days, which is good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great because They're... it does help you. You have to do that in some cases to be you know for people to remember you. It's like if you do look different than everyone else, you're gonna. Well, you stand out at least. I am my brand. Right. Yeah. I am <laughs> thinkable in life. It's People me. know you immediately. Yeah. From that, and it makes sense. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> um. So we have some things going on this weekend that we want to talk about. I guess I'll just start off with. Uh, this Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, at the Plaza District, we can check out Ghouls on the Plaza. Ready for Ghouls Night Out? The Plaza has a spooktacular Friday night plan for all of you ghouls. So go check that out. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> sounds good. I love the Plaza, so... Uh, if you have nothing to do Friday, uh, go out there. 
see some probably some art and things whatever they've got going on it'll be fun for Halloween um I guess so that was Friday Okay. And then you've got something for Saturday. Yeah, I've got a little show going on at Cross Cannons Brewery in Norman. It's going to be hosted. It's a little comedy show that J.J. Wood puts on, our old friend from yeah. the, the band days. Uh, hosted <laughs> by Leo Mendes. Julie Drake is going to be on it. Marty Johnson, J.J. Wood, and me. So I'm the uh, novice of that whole little group. That's a fun one. That's a good lineup. So where is that at again? Uh, Cross Cannons Brewery. I've never been there before. Is this here in the city? Huh. It's in Norman. Oh, Norman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was curious about. Yeah, it should be. I mean, I'm excited to go check it out. I love a new spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of There's always like new again. venues for entertainment. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Um, and then Sunday, there's a cool thing going on. I'll just set it up. The first ever Oklahoma Mushroom Festival. What? At OKC Farmer's Market. Starts at 11 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. What kind of mushrooms are we talking about? Um, Psychedelic. Is it really? Yeah. Do they just have them? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Do they Uh, they have them? I don't know. They have some information on growing mushrooms okay. and so there will be different vendors there who do those kinds of things and grow and talk about the yeah. stuff but there's probably not any <laughs> there's <laughs> it's being put on by oklahoma fungi yeah and they are the primary resource for mushroom education and cultivation supplies in oklahoma since 2020 Whoa, nice. so i guess all kinds of mushrooms but you have some friends that are doing some things there. Yeah, uh, Elle of Cloven Hands, she'll be out there with her art. It is very detailed, spooky art, black and white. Is, is, she her... doing, is it like all mushroom themed art, or is that kind of the people they want people to do, or is it just general I art? Do you know? I think that they probably want you to do some roomy themed <laughs> but for the most part they're just going for an aesthetic yeah and l is l is that yeah. aesthetic, <laughs> you know she, uh, i know it's a lot of a lot of artists use mushrooms in in their art even you know it's people like them yeah i think but it's interesting in, in art in general i mean it makes sense obviously that the, when you are talking about the the magic kind i mean yeah it definitely goes hand in hand with artists but i mean i'm sure that is why a lot of people use them but i mean i think it's it's a, something that's interesting that i just noticed that it's a it's very popular in visual art <laughs> yeah and then uh valerie job of sacred earth and fire she'll have her pottery out there nice. and then our favorite food vendor vicky of okc egg rolls will yeah. be at the mushroom festival and she is at lively with us a lot she's pretty fantastic so that's mm-hmm. that's a pretty good way to spend a sunday afternoon i think that right there should be enough yeah, yeah that's Reason enough just go see yeah. my friends <laughs> i have some other cool people who but are out there tons too. of artists and yeah. it'll be a good i mean it's a great place to meet people it's too. at the okc farmers market mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken yeah. and that place is huge and as far as i can tell it's going to be very full of yeah. things to do so i'll definitely be there i'll be out of town but i'm not i won't be able to make it this year but so hopefully you guys can go check it out. Should be fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's it. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, thank you for watching. Uh, we still don't have a good outro. So. No, but it, we, here it is. All right. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>